Kevin, I have a couple of questions for you. Shoot, Julie. So we took a break so that we could go get some more beer and everybody was kind of milling around Janine's place, getting ready to walk uh, to Empirical Brewery. And uh, we, we couldn't find you. Where were you? Yes. Yeah, so I, there are, Janine has a really, guys, If for those of you that have never been here, Janine has a beautiful place. Uh, there are two bathrooms, one of which is uh, tucked away in the bedroom of Chappie. And so I went to Chappie's bathroom and I went to uh, shake a little dew off the daisy during the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So for those who don't know what the fuck that means, you went to take a piss <laughs> and then all of us were getting ready to go. We looked around and we're like, where the hell is Kevin? Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to you in Chappie's bathroom? Well, uh, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell, but uh, <laughs> when I was all done, uh-huh. hands washed thoroughly. Thank you. Uh, we dry. all thank you. Dry? Very dry. I mean, I don't so I don't dry. know the quality of the towel I was drying them on. Fine. But, but so what you're saying you is are. you were so fresh and so clean clean. Yes. I was... Well, not fresh and clean enough to get the fuck out of the bathroom. No, so uh, I tried uh, the doorknob, you know, like I've done millions of times in my life. And uh, big surprise this time, uh, nothing happened. So I did what any responsible adult would do. I called Janine (laughs) and said... Janine. I didn't say anything. Janine did not answer his phone. And oh. so we were recording a podcast. No, the podcast recording was done. I know, but it's not like he's paying attention to his phone. Oh, it's also because I knew it happened. <laughs> so what we're actually whoa, whoa, saying I'm is, sorry. hold on, Julie. Janine is a you mastermind. Knew, yeah, you knew when I went into that restroom that I was going to get locked in. Well, I'm going to tell you that part of the story if you continue and finish telling me what's happening to you in the bathroom. <laughs> So my mindset at this moment is the doorknob is not working. I'm going to call Janine. He lives here. He should be able to get me out. Uh, otherwise, we're not recording the second half of Dudelander, which I know is a, a terrible travesty to the following <laughs> listeners, the six of you that are actually listening. Uh, not nerds. Who are not nerds, but please, guys... You should have already gone to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter when this came out. <laughs> you should have been. You should have loved it. And uh, this is a probably saw Neil there. This, this is, is a long. This is a long. Now, hold on, hold on. Come on. So you couldn't get out of the bathroom. You called Janine. He didn't answer. What thought went through your mind? The only thought that anyone can have when they're trapped in a bathroom. How long does it take before I masturbate in this tiny room? Excellent. So and here's what happened out here. <laughs> so we're standing around talking, shooting the shit. And then all of a sudden we're like, where the fuck is Kevin? And then Janine starts making a beeline for Chappie's bathroom. He knew he was like, he's trapped in Chappie's shit can. <laughs> and then you started banging on the door. So basically listeners, <laughs> Kevin got fucking locked in the bathroom. Listen, I, I, I said a lot of mean things about Louie not take, being able to take a shit. I was not able to get out of a shitter. It was the it was the worst of times. It was not there was no best. There's no Dickens best. It was just straight up the worst of times. But we're out now, and I'm drinking a lot of beer, and I got a, a ton of fucking things to say about Scotland. Excellent. Uh, I would like to provide a very brief summation in a language that fans of Outlander will understand. <coughs> Hold on. <laughs> All right. Sing me a song of Aladdin and John. <laughs> oh. 
be a fame whore. <laughs> <laughs> I would play that for like five minutes. Nailed <laughs> That was pretty righteous. This is what happens when you take too long, Kevin. We- so, welcome to Podlander Drumcast, an Outlander podcast. I am Allison Shoemaker. I'm Julie Starbird. And say hi, Janine. Hey. And we are once again joined by the... Dudes of Dudelander, uh, Mr. Neil Starbird, say hello, Neil. Hello. And Mr. Kevin Lambert, say hello. I am not a fame whore. <laughs> Great. Uh, but on that note, I realized that because we took an unexpected break and realized that we should not subject you guys to a two-hour episode, uh, and then also we were out of beer, um, that we never got the chance to let Neil and Kevin plug anything they want to plug. So... Real quick before we start, Neil, do you should people find you on social media? Do no. they should they should they follow your weightlifting coach no, on Facebook? No, Nothing. No, 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 no. I'm 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 cool. Have you booked any shows or anything? No. No. Great. So occasionally Neil Starbert is an actor in Chicago and you can find him by Googling, I guess. Or just listen to the show and we'll tell you when he's in some shit. <laughs> Kevin? So based on when this episode comes out, you just missed me in the final Abbey Fest. Uh, but at the end of August, you can see me in a beautiful reading series called Redacted, where I'm living out my greatest dream, uh, playing a role in an iconic film from 1985. Uh, find me on the internet for more information, but you can also follow me on Twitter uh, at not not Kevin L. And there I make a lot of jokes about Tinder. So follow me so that my mom is not my only follower. <laughs> Important question. Is your updated Twinder, Twinder, Tinder bio for today going to be, today I was on an Outlander podcast, hashtag Twinder. I said Twinder again. Somebody create Twinder. A dating Wait. app for people who are twins. I was going to say for people who are twins or to do twins. Oh. Mm, both? Maybe you have like. I mean, there's a supply and demand issue. You double can your choose pleasure, either. Double your fun. Yeah, Twinder. Taking macroeconomics right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, no, I'm never promoting that I was on this podcast anywhere ever. <laughs> that is absolutely not true. You guys, how good was Wizarding World of Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are talking. We're continuing Dudelander, where we talk to two not quite gentlemen about a show that is perceived as being for ladies. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about uh, France, about Monsieur yeah. Raymond and Bouton and Madame Hildegard on the Louise Dartou on the. I'm done, sorry. It's, I'm really going to miss the, the, the French accent, though. Um, <laughs> Now we're going back to Scotland. Mm. So uh, we're going to get to hear the nicknames that Kevin came up with for our recurring players. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get to talk about uh, that one time that Blackjack Randall beat up the corpse of his dead brother. Mm. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get to talk about the fetching red tights of Galen's Duncan. And uh, (laughs) some other things. So what did you guys think of the second half of season two? Um, so I, I think I said that on the previous episode, but I found that one to to have a bit more of a crisp pace for me as we uh, sort of barreled hell, headlong full of momentum towards the battle of Carradin Moor. Carradin Moor. You got it right the first time. I, I want to make sure now. that everybody knows that when Neil was mostly sober, before he drank that 40 ounces of oldie English, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he said Culloden correctly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, Cranky Moore. 
um, <laughs> happens at the end of the season. And it just feels like a date with destiny at this point, that they've worked so hard in France to try to politically maneuver, um, to, to try political maneuvers to prevent it from happening, trying to neuter um, BPD at every turn. And now they find themselves back in Scotland and and even more desperately trying to trying to avert the the disaster that Claire uh, has warned them about, um, all for naught. And it just moves really well for me. For me, I think some of my favorite moments in the series are the future moments. And so I was actually mm, really shit, happy totally to see. Totally. 1968, which was a, a far departure from uh, 1948, where a very helpful motorist <laughs> gave Claire a history lesson. In Dr. A Dr. Uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Dr. 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 Dre pulled over his car and he said, hey, the Scots did not win at Cranium. We're calling it the Battle of Cranium. Yep. Uh, which, if you've ever played Cranium, it is a battle. Uh, no, it's not. Kelly, love you. <laughs> okay, by the way, Kelly, great job when she guest hosted. <laughs> That's she true. did. Great job. Um, I just love to give shout outs. Uh, use a shout out to Beth Locke. You're a human being, so shout out for that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, for me, I really, I loved. Uh, I loved 1968 because that is when the show gets like really interesting is when they, they do the time travel aspects and kind of hop back and forth. And I thought, and we'll definitely get into it, but I thought that that, that finale where it bounced back and forth between time, I think it was really well done, really well paced out, uh, giving equal amount of time to both timelines, but not sacrificing storytelling it in both of those. Great. Also, I mean, 1968 gives us that foxy older Claire, and ooh boy, <laughs> hmm. something about hmm. those real bad gray highlights just uh, yes, creates my motor revving. I want to say that that looks exactly like my actual hair. So you <laughs> got your hair, man. No, because your actual hair is your actual hair, not not whatever was going on with yeah, her. Yeah, not weird strings they plucked in the middle of her beautiful hair. Like yeah. no. Yeah, but I got I got the streaks. Yeah, no, no, no. but yours, yeah, are, yours natural. is really real. You have natural gray hair. You don't not. know. Yeah. You don't know that no. it's real. That hair was as no. fake as Jamie's beard. Like, uh. okay, that's fair. <laughs> but it was good hair. She had that hairdo. We'll get so we'll get to 1968. All right. Um, let's uh, continuing sort of the last episode where we split between France and here. Why mm. don't we start with? The past and then move to the future, yeah? Fine. Um, so what were moments in our Scotland story that stood out to you? Episodes, performances, great scenes, um, anything that, like, especially Ankles. didn't work? Ankles? Yeah. Oh, the brother. Oh. Is it Con- Connor? Is his name Connor? His name is not Connor. I'm sorry, you mean King Ricketts. That's yes, what I call King him. Ricketts. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're a waste of a So just so because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those, <laughs> I cannot Ooh, believe I didn't come up with that first. <laughs> We're talking about Colin McKenzie. Yeah. <laughs> so, what worked for you about Colin McKenzie, the Laird of the McKenzie clan? King see Ricketts. That, that King Ricketts. When we see uh, that under sh- sh- under the carriage shot of fucking his ankles coming down onto the fucking step. 
Like is it because he has like, Toulouse Lautrec syndrome. Yeah, yeah, too loose Lautrec. Um, <laughs> that, that, that would just—that was such a terrible joke. I don't, a plus. <laughs> I, I don't know why that hit so hard, but I was just like, oh, oh, that's rough. Yep. Great return. I'll say this: the 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 DP for this show. Oh. Whoever that he or she that beautiful work consistently for a year and a half nailing it, just beautiful shot upon beautiful shot. Even we disagree on this, but even the the sun rising over Dick Rocks. No, uh, it's it's a beautiful shot. It, it is a too beautiful shot. Is the problem? It's too precious. It's ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry, and Jamie's not too beautiful. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: I wouldn't lick the Dick Rocks. If I wait, hold on, hold on. If I lick the Dick Rocks, do I get to go fuck Jamie? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but your question. tongue will probably be real fucked up. You know what? It's a price I'm willing to pay. Okay, all right. Yeah. Just keep that tucked back uh, in I mean, mind. Uh, by the way, it's his time. Uh, it's Sam his issue, Kewan, right? Julie and I are both in relationships, but I'm pretty sure both of our gentlemen would be willing to say that this is fine. You can find us on Twinder. <laughs> Twinder is actually a real app. Is it like it's, it's an app that cleans up your Twitter feed. It's really not exciting. Oh, God, what a waste of a <laughs> good a name. missed opportunity. Oh, oh, I, really, I thought you were going to promote an app where you were trying to pick up twins. I really was hoping. That. It's literally the only option you have is to swipe right on my face. Swipe <laughs> 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 left doesn't even work. It, doesn't even work. <laughs> it's just, it just does that little bouncy thing that always drives you crazy. Cantalico Productions, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, so okay. Uh, Colin McKenzie, played by Gary. Uh, I'm looking him up right now. I love that guy too. Uh, that guy is isn't he great. great. Oh, he kills it, man. Jeez, I can't so we see him twice. There's the episode, the first episode in the second half of the season. Gary Lewis. Gary Lewis. The first episode in the second half of the season where Fox's Jamie, lair, when they the go Fox's back to granddad's house. Yeah. yeah, where Jamie goes to kick the shit verbally out of his grandpa. And then Claire's like, oh, oh, oh I'm having a vision. Yeah, and fucking Leary is there. Fuck, fuck yeah, that the granddad, the asshole granddad. Yeah, I just want to yeah. say, because I, ta- I mentioned it in the previous episode how I... Um, I didn't actually find the like intrigue and court intrigue and stuff of the Paris to actually be that intriguing. intriguing. No, I'm um, But the all the shit with Grandpa and Connor, Calm. Calm. King, King Ricketts. Ricketts. <laughs> all the shit with Grandpa and King Ricketts. Like that and Jamie and that whole like all the and political Dougal. and Dougal and all the political play that was going on there, that was all captivating. Mm-hmm. That all felt like legit power plays and stuff and like like serious like uh court politics. You know on. what one of the things I like most about that, and I'm glad you mentioned Dougal, is this is actually much more obvious on the show than it is in the books, is that that's not a thing Dougal is capable of. Mm-hmm. Like he's all id, mm-hmm. right? Like he doesn't have it in him to negotiate. He doesn't like he doesn't do the political machinations. He doesn't know how to do it, right? No, is that true? Because his whole thing with wanting to marry Claire is because yeah, of getting Lolly Brock. property and it's not subtle. Okay. Right? Like Colm would have figured out a way. Right. It takes her two seconds to figure out what he's Oh after. yeah, exactly. And yeah. then it doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Colm, like has a kid by his brother and shuts down him and Galis and like we'll get all to all of that. And then 
figures out a way, like he wants to be neutral and he eventually talks to Jamie about whether or not he should get involved and figures out that he wants to control his own death and like Colm is an intellectual powerhouse. Yeah. And Dougal is all feelings. Dougal is all running down the fucking hill in his kilt covered Dougal in Dougal is Sonny Corleone. Yes! Oh, that's it's, great! It's, mm-hmm. It continues to be true. It is yeah. true. Yeah. I like to refer to him as the man who invented golf. <laughs> Dougal? Because if you're you, about gilf? Yeah, because yeah. golf obviously is a very Scottish sport. Oh, golf, gilf. I like it. Uh, golf, gilf. Golf, no, golf. No, it's not that. It's not that. Don't make gilf those associations. Golf. It's not that at all. Too gilf late. Golf. Gilf, golf. No, if you think about, God, you know what? Golf was invented in Scotland. Who is the type of person that would invent golf? It's oh, a bald good. man with a beard and a kilt that just runs shirtless throughout the, the lands. Great beard. Yeah, he does. Really you know what? Neil, as a man with a great beard. Mm. I appreciate you saying that. You do. You have a great beard. I feel like you, of all people, are highly qualified to judge a man's beard. I, I feel like I learned a lot about bearding from, bearding. from the guild. Do you, what kind of oil do you use on your beard? Do you use um, a beard oil? All natural. From my pores, my friend. Do you? I make my own. Do you have a comb? Do you comb it? I do comb it. What Once a day. Do you have like a sandalwood comb? What type of comb no, do you No, it's like one of those little plastic, plastic fucking combs. Guys, like, this has you... been Dude Lander. <laughs> On Drunklander, the podcast. Uh, so, just talking about dude stuff. Real quick, just because it's it's one of the only glimpses we get of her in season two. Um, can we talk just for a second about the fucking wonder that is Jenny Murray? Yes. Oh, no, no. So, I watched season two before I watched the second half of season one. Mm-hmm. So today he got a little bit more familiar with Jenny from. Yeah, I binged on the second half of season one today just to try to get a little bit more under my belt, as it were, before. Is that the front? Under my kilt. Under my kilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Great. I tried to shove some more up there before <laughs> I came in for the podcast. Um, this is like slightly to the left of the girthy, flaccid and, penis. Right, right. And so I watched season two before I watched the second half of season one. And so she was minimal impact for me in season mm. two. Because she, she only ha- really has that. That, that her the whole, that monologue the fam- is really the good. family at Lollybrook was largely like just uh, static to me. I was very upset with that. I'm a big fan of Jenny from the Lollybrook, and oh, oh, wow. oh <laughs> I'm sorry, that's wow. excellent. That's as good as it's any good. other nickname we've had. Oh, it's good. I'm a I'm <laughs> slow clap. I, I'm mostly just sitting here in stunned disbelief. <laughs> Because, yes, there's a lot of disbelief. I, I think come Julie, up with something clever like that. I think no. Julie might have just had a stroke. <laughs> it's, not, it's just, it, it's literally like as people are talking, I'm sitting watching you, Kevin, and it's it came into his head like five minutes ago. <laughs> He's been holding on to it. <laughs> He's been waiting for a lull. That must have been rough. It's not true. Uh, my head is always vacant. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a big fan of her. I, I, in season one, I, I think when she... Just her, the shit she rolls through in season one, and I don't want to talk about it because we're only talking about season two right now, but... True that. Uh, double true. And... Uh, <laughs> ooh, dead air is the best air. And <laughs> we've had our share, don't worry. Uh, no, it's only like that minimal impact of her. I'm glad that she had a really great moment, mm. but I would have liked to have had more of her... Throughout, but obviously the story doesn't lend itself that way. Sure, and I'm not. Who wrote these books? Diana, Diana Gabaldon. Diana Gab- Gabaldine. 
Gabble dumb. Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo, so Diana, yo Gabba Gabba. God, they're getting jokes we should have gotten six months ago. I know ago what right the now. fuck. God, you know what? You fuck you've, written, the you've written great books, and they're they're like, uh, you know, they're like Harry Potter. You write this universe, and you're not always gonna get the serious black that you want. You get the serious black that you need, and so I wanted more Jenny. But I was really happy that monologue where she's looking and every woman I've ever met over is just erupted when when, when James when Bond Ginger James Bond was holding a baby. Mine are like dried tiny raisins. Yeah, but they still like puffed like dust. They didn't puff like dust. My eyes puff like dust. Okay. These don't move. So These your ovaries have moved sweet. to your eyes, and that's yeah. great. Oh yes! Ovary eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I happening? wish you could all see this. Uh, Neil is holding a uh, boombox over his head right now. <laughs> Nobody can actually see you do that. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so what you guys are saying is that Jenny is the best. Agreed. Jenny from the Lally Brock. Jenny Jesus from Christ. the Lally Brock is Man. the best. God, that's that's excellent. Uh, I also really like Ian, though. And here's the thing: when we go this episode, where we go back to Lally Brock, we also, as we were walking to Empirical, what's up, Empirical? Hey, thanks for the discount. Yeah, thanks for the discount. This time we got a discount, which means we're eighty percent still sponsored by us and twenty percent sponsored by, by them. Empirical um, Brewery. <laughs> yeah, um, Empirical Brewery, the science of beer, isn't it something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nailed it. So, um, uh, one of the things that we realized. Exploring the science. Exploring the science of exploring the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So, um, one of the things we realized in the walk is that somehow we got through the whole French season without talking about Fergus, other than when I would say sick burn Fergus. And mm-hmm. he is ours as due. And he has a great moment in that episode when he rides in on the donkey ready to go to war. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie is like, no, you have to go with your commander, Murta. And Fergus is like, Mwah. and Murta's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. This is the episode I didn't see. Is you it? didn't see the fox's lair? No, no, I saw the fox's lair. That's it. That's the same episode? Yes. Yeah. It's when they're about to leave Lallybrock to go It's the episode after that I didn't see. Okay, well, we're not there yet. Okay, all right. So then I saw what you're talking about, and I know all about it. <laughs> uh, there well, is something from France we never talked about, so I'm going to backtrack just a hair. All right. That, honestly... The brothel is the chilies oh because that is where business gets done. <laughs> and so talking about Fergus, we're obviously going to move forward. But uh, you know what? If I went the amount of times I've been to a skin bar in my life, business has never gotten done. So I'm <laughs> extremely impressed that they were able to start the seeds of this revolution. Uh, can I say that I'm really impressed that BPD didn't die of syphilis? Maybe he did. I, I don't know how he died. Let's, did, did he actually sleep check. with, did he sleep with an actual, um, professional at, while he was there? Well, he was being made out with and stuff, so it was he pretty might, clear. I mean, but I think he, that we can assume if his chosen meeting place is a brothel, yeah. he's that doing busted a nut from time to time. Okay. We also did not talk about butt boob lady. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, with in the show when they turned around, they had the face, the mask on one side of the face. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, are yeah. they butts or are they boobs? You never know. But you yeah. know what? That's the beauty, and that's why they're going to win an Emmy I, for costume design. I, I do want to get back to, to Scotland and 19, so we can get to 1968 eventually, but sure. I do want to say, fuck, man, uh, Blackjack and Fergus. Like, oh, God. That's a little bit later. 
No, let's no, talk about that. It's in Paris. What's in Paris? It's in Paris. We didn't talk about it in the last episode. I'm pretty so I just, sure that maybe we all mentally blocked the fact that Fergus gets child raped. Oh, we have an answer on BPD? He died of a stroke. Oh. Yeah. Nah, I know. That's, I mean. But I'm trying not to judge the actual historical figure by the representation that's given on the show. No, I mean, oh, well, I can't I'll tell you why. Like look, look at the back of the It's good re- for The him. actual historical <laughs> figure looks a lot like Andrew Gower. Yeah. But I do really like jumping to 1968 where Claire is in that museum and someone's like, look at him, he was so great. He's like, no, he was actually like just a big piece of shit. And he wasn't that tall. Oh, we got a pickle gas. So I just just saw the picture of one of the Bonnie Prince uh, Charles and it's of the of the freaking <laughs> plaid costume. Oh, it is yeah. the plaid costume. The, oh my god! That's a real that's a yeah. real painting. His, uh, his, here's Terry Dustbrook. His pandering ass tartan yeah. costume that he wears. Oh, yeah. oh that's great. Well, Do you know that? I had not seen it before, but I, I hadn't had thought about that's it. That's excellent. That's amazing. It's the only episode Janine has watched, so he was ready to know. He was that. on that. Yeah. All right, so Fergus just in walk, the brothel. walking out looking like anyway, wallpaper. Yeah, man well, let's just go ahead and say it was incredibly brutal, but yeah. handled tastefully and yeah. like, yeah, it was impactful. I just because we didn't mention it in the previous episode, I just wanted to yeah. like give a little totally. service All to right. that shit. Was, so we're hmm. back. So the Fox's Lear is the episode with with Leary McKenzie, uh, who won an award. Am I wrong for did she? At least she was nominated for the sorry, worst is, line of the season. Yes, worst line. Of did she season. win a Lambert? Did she, she win a she, the she Lambert She definitely award? got nominated for a Lambert. I don't know if she won. For, I, I hope to one day earn your forgiveness. Give I, I can't do a Forgiveness. And that then he went. walks away. And your love. Ugh. Oh, God. Fuck her, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I just watched The Witch's Trial today from um, season one, but fuck, fuck her. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that episode when we do season one. Yeah. But hey, no, we're saving it for 1968. We'll get back to Gayless. Anyway, right. so the Fox's Lair is the intriguing Claire faking her witch fit. Can we say witch fit? Is yes. that it? Yeah. Witch fit is great. Witch fit. Which she has already done in France once. Yes. I'm she a white was. witch. Yes. Um, come out. Come, come on. It's, it's 2016. Man. We don't need I am that. a good witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then uh, we move to Jamie and and little baby Fox, mm. the one who had the the big hots for all Leary, oh, yeah. uh, showing up, and that's the training montage episode. Mm. Oh, that's true. What that's did you guys think about the? Tra- you're both gentlemen. Well, sort of. Uh, you're familiar with the training montage. I assume that you're constantly watching training montages. Is this the episode after the Fox's Lair? Yeah. This is mm. the one I didn't see. Oh. Training montage. You watch Rocky. Come on. I uh, first off, yes, I'm over overly familiar with the training montage. I thought the show was better than a training montage. Oh, the episode you mean? The episode really did was mostly training montage though. When they're trying to train all the the show had great moments, like Jamie's speech to them about like, listen, this is why you have to keep your ranks. That's great. That's a really great moment. This is also the moment of his better moments. It also features Claire having. PTSD. Very accurate and very like uh, emotionally honest reaction to PTSD. Like have experiencing that, and I think in a, in a great way. She is. Uh, yeah, I know. In the last episode, I talked about how great you looked in that red dress, and I know you're listening, but you're you're an, an exceptionally talented actress. You you do really great work, and this is a shiny example of that. In this episode, but I think that the episode on a whole suffers because 
even Rocky five has a montage to paraphrase South Park a little bit like the montage. I think. Ugh. Yeah, they don't like the montage. No, the, I like, thought the rest of it. I thought this show is better than a montage. Like it, oh. did, it shouldn't have had a montage. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I think that I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also the episode where we have mentioned this scene like five times, so apparently made an impact on all of us. Where the gilf goes running down the hill, yeah. the gilf golf. I'm sorry, the man who created golf. <laughs> the gilf golf goes running down the hill and is killed. Uh, which, which they the threw into the opening credits even. It was so his, good they threw oh it into God, the opening credits. I was so susing it. Mm-hmm. Goes right down the I just like right hill and is killed with the silt on his filt. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I did know. a gesture that tried to make that face, but I couldn't make it happen. Anyway, um, so that's that's the Id Gilf episode. That's him being mm-hmm. like, here's how you fight a war, and Jamie being like, No, that's not how you fight a war. But Okay, so as a man that just watched the terrible movie, the terrible Mel Gibson film, The Patriot, today, <laughs> which highlights guerrilla warfare. You know, I feel like that's good preparation for this podcast, actually. I I was at a bar and it was on IFC because apparently that's how good of a film The Patriot is. Oh, boy. Uh, IFC, you're better than that. Is Hayden Christensen in that shit? No. No. no it's but, one of those dudes. No, it's you not. Mean, you mean Heath Ledger? Oh, R.I.P. You, yeah, you mean <laughs> you mean R.I.P. Heath Ledger. Also, R.I.P. One of his daughters who also died, but whatever. So, but like that movie preaches guerrilla warfare, and I kind of respect the man who created golf. I kind of respect his strategy of golf. Golf. You know the terrain better, which comes into play later when yes. when Gilf takes a bullet off of his knit cap. Like knowing the turf and you know, like that's wanting the to get into n- it. Next episode. That's a separate episode. So let's no. Well, it, it's obviously a separate mm-hmm. episode, and I think that's a natural transition. But real quick, just we play that was that we're talking about is also where we meet. God, they don't call him William Gray. What the fuck? John like, Gray. John, I think no. I think. Oh, they call him William Gray, and he's actually John Gray. Yes, that kid yeah. that tries to kill Jamie, and then they fool. Uh, him into thinking oh you didn't see this Mm-mm. there so there's a god there's no way to not spoil that there's god, a major all this fucking time watching season one today and i totally forgot that i hadn't seen this episode of season there's, two um, which is what we're talking about uh, a really <laughs> great scene i we'll said say it to you like five times uh, yeah. um where claire uh and jamie do their yes and again for someone that has not read the books that scene really does not resonate like, it, it works in the fact that you're like, wow, look at them improvise. That is doesn't a, happen in the books. That's not what happens a in the A thing books, that yeah. you guys are doing well. You're a regular Don't Think Twice by Mark, Mike Birbiglia. Go see that movie. It's great. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, that scene, because I don't know who that guy is, and you clearly, as you've stated... Listeners, go back and listen to what is this episode? Just, just with Go listen to that episode to get Allison and Julie's thoughts. But clearly, I he's a spoil thing. He's a character that comes back, important character, and resonates. But at the time, it's it's kind of meaningless. Although you know, what? when you're reading the book, maybe it's just, maybe that's an adaptation problem. Because when you're reading the book, you never assume he's going to come back ever, and it's still a great scene. So I don't know. It, maybe it's an adaptation issue. Anyway, John William Gray. Um, that's also the most sexually frustrating moment in the second half. Yes, because they do have the guerrilla warfare that night where they do go down, remember? And, like, Jamie comes back. Oh, no, back. I'm sorry. They actually don't go down. No. Nobody goes right. down. They don't go down, but they do 
go kill some British dudes down the hill. They don't kill British dudes. They steal the wheels the off cotter of pins, The cotter pins so that the wheels can't roll. But they also set the mm-hmm. wheels on fire. Right. Which mm-hmm. Jamie flogged himself for having an exposed fire. So what good is it to burn more wheels and create a fire? You, um, because wheels in the sky keep on burning. <laughs> All right. Okay, I respect All that right. you really that wanted to sing that. It was great, but honestly, we're gonna have to really like make sure we, we keep this one under the radar. No rights, we can't pick one. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one where he comes back from the Cotter Pen raid, and he's like ready to and do he's, it. No, we're ready for them to do it. She is ready for him to do it, and he says. You got to get dressed. He's also ready. I can feel the pre-cum leaking out of his dick. (laughs) But, dude lander. Dude lander. Dude lander. But they gotta go. But he he is also... Okay, Jamie... Here are things that Jamie's good at. Jamie is good at chess. Mm. Mm -hmm. Jamie is good at making a cheese plate, I assume. Mm. Sign language. Jamie is great at ASL. Somehow Mm -hmm. he knows American sign language. Mm -hmm. Jamie... He's a polyglot. He's a polyglot. He can speak many languages. He can speak many languages. Jamie, it's not invented yet, but he is... type with his feet. He is very good at Monopoly. And (laughs) and also Tripoli. Uh, uh, Also expert bean flicker. We can't... Don't don't leave that out. But here's what he's also really great at. Knowing how much time you have in any given situation. Yeah, you know what? That's actually pretty true. Which makes him an expert bean flicker because you know I only got so much time to flick that bean. <laughs> so I got to do this now. I got to get in there and I got to flick it twice and I got to flick it hard because twice is all it takes. Two pumps. That's actually that's a really great point. We've got two instances of two pumps in season two, and in one it's closing your eyes and thinking of England, and and in the other it's emotional turmoil leading to orgasm. Wolf. Mm-hmm. Anyway, two pumps. Two pumps. That's all. all, No, I actually, this is not true, but I really need to make a joke about how that's what I get in my vanilla soy latte or whatever the fuck. Because it's too obvious, but that's not true. I just drink coffee like a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just out there. You don't take two pumps of cream in your coffee? No. Ooh, guys, this has been Dude Lander. Thank you so much for calling in. (laughs) All All right. So moving from just we play to Preston Pan, which is the Preston Pan. It's Gilf gets that cutting yep. right across. Yeah, this is where he rides the horse down to the marsh. It's, mm. Isn't it the most badass moment in season two? I think it might be on his horse, spreading his arms. No, it's it's not. Okay, what is? Uh, well, I don't want to say we're going to get to that episode when we get to that episode. All right, okay, but it's but pretty I, badass. No, because the whole thing is set up to where it's like, well, fuck, if the if the man that invented golf dies, we just don't have golf. We don't really care. <laughs> He's set up to fail, and they're just really happy he succeeds. Yeah. But it's like, okay, we're going to give him this. It's um. He's expertly emotionally manipulated by Jamie into volunteering. Yes, nobody I work with will listen to this, but it's like when you give that one person in my office that job that it's like well if you're gonna fail at this nobody really cares but if you succeed then oh we're all really happy person and um (laughs) it's like that and they're all really happy because it's like okay if this horse gets stuck and they didn't gauge the distance of the shot right well, this hot-headed guy dies, and then actually the cause might be better served because they don't have a dissenter in their ranks. Mm-hmm. It was it was a really tense 
moment. Oh, it was a time. very yeah. tense scene. Very well handled. And then we get that great bit where Angus doesn't... Re- R.I.P. We'll get there. Where he doesn't realize that he's talking to BPD. And he's like, oh, he's my friend! Yeah! Who are you? And he's like, I'm your prince. And he's like... Oh. And I think, I think I even had a little bit of a moment where I felt kind of sorry for the British guys. Like, oh, those poor stormtroopers over there who just can't hit the side <laughs> of a barn with their... I mean, you know, black, pow- black powder is an imprecise weapon. I mean, they shouldn't have hit the side of a head, right? He gets yeah. a little nick on his cranium. Cranium! But because even when he, when he went out there, they were, they were all sort of just kind of like, all right, we'll do this. They, they were sort of like, they had a very, the, the British soldiers in that moment had a very much like, we don't want to be here any more than anybody else wants to be here moment, but that dude's out there, so now we have to go shoot at him. Yeah. And they failed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Even after he lingered, like, you know, it big sets enough. up also one of the best jokes in season two. It's right up there with I Close My Eyes and Thought of England, which is when he gets off the horse that he was riding with at a kilt on mm-hmm. and says that he shed his pants. <laughs> yeah, he's like, repair my something, something, Sorry, shed no. my breeches or something. Yeah, and I was like, Dougal, come on, we all know you're not wearing anything under that kilt. Yeah, is there anybody on this show who is not wearing anything under their kilt? It's totally the gilf. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Gilf golf. Commando. I, I mean, he is literally commando. Always oh, totally mm-hmm. commando. He's gonna be gilf golf Just two dimpled balls bouncing all the correct you. He's not going to be Gilf Golf forever. No. We've all seen the finale of this season. No, but we are going to call him Gilf Golf forever. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, you're... memories. (laughs) Memories. <laughs> the one episode Janine watched. Janine, yeah. watch more than one episode. All right. Over oh, it. Oh, no, so Preston Pans is also the episode where they win the battle. It's the episode where Fergus is like uh, super sexist and making all that noise. He doesn't want to work with the lady nurses. Is this the episode where they have the actual pissing contest where the British people have to come in and And be- it's the big thing is it's the episode where he spend a lot of time with the two pairs of friends and one half of each pair dies. Oh, and oh, he's the big farmer and his buddy. But no, is this the episode where where F- Sick Burn Fergus goes, goes into battle, or does that happen? Yes, in okay. the slow mo sequence. Oh, we're talking about the we're talking about the battle now. We're yeah, about about the, uh, is the not, yeah, Preston Pans is the yeah, Preston Pans. That's a, uh, a really great moment of what battle really is. Is that we're sending fucking children out there. Well, he snuck out there, but yeah. Right, he snuck but, but, out there. But they don't but know any better. He doesn't, right? he doesn't, a child he, who doesn't know any better thinking he's going to march off to war not having any idea what Thinking how easy to, it is yeah. to, to kill a man and once you experience that, what that means yeah. as a person. It's You know what? For a show that I would never actively seek, you do so many things well that I am like, that is... How I would approach storytelling. I would take you have these great opportunities and you you seize all of them. But at the same time, uh, you have a man who invents golf and he, he never plays golf. <laughs> as you know. So error, error you okay, guys. Actually, I do think we get to see him playing lawn plays field hockey. hockey. He yeah, plays, yeah. Field, he plays hockey. field hockey. But then he, it, he does beat the, the shit out of people. Uh, also in season one, he spends a lot of time getting a hole in one. Oh. He actually gets a hole in many. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure all that he only bones Galus. He's bones Galus, but he's he's technically he's has his own wife. He's sister-in-law, and he's got his he, wife. Yeah, he's got a kid that he can't ever hang out with. Yeah, 
but but he's, he doesn't, as far as we know, does not have an ongoing sexual relationship with his sister-in-law, and his wife lives in a different place. I know it's and not And they Scottish. routinely talk about how ugly she is. But is that is that a mulligan? <laughs> you would call that? And that's why he invented golf. Yes. Golf. Uh, All right, we'll get there. So right. anyway, pressing pans, anything else that we need to mention in that one? I don't think so. No, we have to talk about... Oh, the, the Gilf, Gilf, Gilf kills a dude in a pretty brutal fucking no, moment. Gilf, oh, yeah. Gilf oh, finished the guy the from job. season one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember the Good soldier from season one mm-hmm. who... Yeah. Yeah, who tries to save Claire and... Yeah. It's yeah. an upsetting... Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's one of the best episodes. And then fucking R.I.P. Angus. Angus. Angus dies at the What's end. What's Angus's oh, nickname? Jesus Christ. Angus's nickname. I'm about to offend a large amount of listeners, so four of you get really ready to write me your hate mail. But I like to call Angus grown-up Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Because he looks exactly like Peter Dinklage. <laughs> if you were a full-sized human, and I'm going straight to hell, don't have to write me that. I already you know, know. Peter Dinklage doesn't give a fuck. He'll just clock you over the head with his multiple Emmys. Both, yeah. are, both are both are are great, and they are fantastic actors. And yeah. I, I look forward to seeing both of them in in anything they do. But honestly, they have the same forehead. They do have the same forehead, and it's not true? even a forehead. It's like a six head, and I respect that. <laughs> I just, I just look wow. at the picture. It's, it, it's, you're right. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Janine. Uh, although, you know what? Thank I'll you. say exa- what you just said about them both being great actors. One of the things I love about that episode is that that guy has been, like, on funny duty yeah. for a season and a half. I just said duty. <laughs> funny duty for a season and a half, and then he gets to show some real chops before he dies. Yeah. They both do. The guy who plays Rupert, too. All, all four. The, the, the pig fuckered farmer. What do we call him? <laughs> well, they're two pig farmers, and we always forget their names, so we just call them the pig farmers. <laughs> no, so okay, so there's uh there's the pig farmer. Yes. Not fucker. And uh they're both married. But they, married. They, they, this is the episode where they give there's away the one their, that dies and the one that lives. Yeah, there's the but they, this is where they give away their property and they have that yes. great moment yeah, of like scenes. You can take you can take my sword, which leads to what is Rupert? What is his name? Rupert? Rupert is the one that lives. Like, Angus yeah. is the takes one that a dies. sword after Angus dies. Grant, Grant O'Rourke is the yeah, name. Yeah, Grant O'Rourke. The teddy bear from Family Guy, Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> Neil gets it. That that moment where he just gets up, he should be dying. Stands up and goes and gets Great. his sword. Just great moments. Yeah, great moments. Eyes watering, like fucking. My favorite moment though is the very end where it's him and the pig farmer that's still alive, and they come out and he is singing, and it's like his eyes are dead. Sing. It's not that song though. Oh my god! No 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 no! Of a lad and a John. Um. (laughs) So after that, we get more Rupert, and we'll get there because I can't wait to talk about. Uh, Rupert's one-eyed comedy act. Um, but after Preston Pants, we get uh, Vengeance is Mine. Vengeance is Mine, otherwise known mm. as the Return of the Queen. Oh, yeah. God. Which is purse first. Purse. So oh, talk man. to me, <laughs> talk to me, gentlemen, about the Duke of Sandringham. Fuck, that dude is the best. That guy never saw a piece of scenery that he didn't think tasted great. <laughs> He is just going for it. He was like, and I don't know when he knew that, that character was going to die, but he clearly was just like, from day one, from the jump, that guy was ready. Simon Callow. Simon Callow. Simon Callow. 
Hats off to you, my friend. It's heads off to you. Heads off. Heads Wait, off. Okay. Literally, this is the episode. By the by, listener, I watched a lot of these episodes uh, playing a, a great Sudoku on my iPad and like <laughs> looking up periodically. And so is this the one where... If you missed any of this one, you missed out. This is the one where he gets decapitated. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the church scene before... Yeah, where yeah. Rupert has all the great eye puns. Where, yeah, I, I, I wanted I to get looked, a closer look at a muscle yes. ball. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then they're Give up at the Duke's house. Me. Yeah. And the Duke, and and the Duke yeah, is surrounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 where Kyle gives herself up to yeah, yeah. save everybody. And little baby Mary Hawkins oh, gets Mary to murder Hawkins, her rapist. Oh, Mary Hawkins, we haven't rapist. talked about once. Oh, you know, Mary Hawkins is Janine's favorite. Jeez. Mary Hawkins Rosie, is... Rosie Day. Yeah. Mary Hawkins is a handful. Yeah. I think I did not. <laughs> I was not a huge fan of her in Paris because I thought that she was cloying. But uh, once we got back to Scotland... And she grew the biggest balls I've ever seen on a woman. <laughs> she was great. She was an Without actual a flaccid penis. Mm-hmm. No, she did not have a girthy flaccid penis, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she had balls because she took into her own fucking hands what needed to happen. Yeah, she killed Birthmark. Right by the by. Yeah, birthmark. Why didn't birthmark could, like be a thing though? Like, shouldn't we have seen that earlier? It should like, be more like a Scooby Doo episode. Like, we saw the birthmark. Who's gonna get him? Right. <laughs> and then like they pull back a mask on the Duke of Sandringham and his entire body's birthmark. Yes. <laughs> like if it wouldn't have been for <laughs> you, let's, lousy But let's kids. real quick. I mean, so we're giving it up to Rupert's eye puns. I really love them. That is that chase scene is as good as any car chase scene. Oh Jesus! When Hell they're yes. like mm-hmm. running through yes. the woods. And All isn't that great. the one where Gilf grabs dude yeah. off of his horse and jumps? jumps. uses the, the dude's body to leverage himself off of his own horse and lands on the other guy's horse. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great. And Fergus is man. there. R.I.P. G.I.L. That man invented golf. Gilf golf. All right. You guys, I have to say this. I yeah. feel like I have to say this because yeah. I feel responsible. We're spending so much time on episode to episode. We haven't even gotten to 1968 yet. I know. No. All right. But we'll get to 1968 because those episodes are coming. We're going faster, but we got to give we got to give our due to Simon Callow, who gives the best drag performance on television outside of RuPaul's Drag Race. It, yes. It's so good. It was it, the it was the best possible send-off for him. I, he just went off, he he went out uh, just blazing. Headless but on top. <laughs> he got to, like, so this is the first episode uh, that was written by Diana Gabaldon. Joe Gabba Gabba. Joe Gabba Gabba. So, like, she's responsible for what, I think it won the award. If not, it was in the hunt for uh, our best sick burn, which was Julie. In those coats. It's so good! <laughs> it's so good. It's just a really good one. Uh, uh, Kevin, did you respond as positively to that episode as we did? Nope. All right, hit us! <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great episode. Uh, in many ways, I felt it was a filler, like, goodbye episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed to, like, save some time before... What's his name? Mudmouth? What's his name? Horrocks. Horrocks! Horrocks gives the message to 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 Jim Bone to say, "Come and save Claire." Oh, 
God wow. damn it. Did too many nicknames. Wow, you, you, you just rolled out a lot of new nicknames. Oh, I'm sorry. Horrocks, not a new nickname. A legit character name. It's not his name. It's the same thing. And so... It's not. What he's talking about. I can't remember the character name right now because we're on we're on uh, Greller three from Empirical. But um, oh, what's his? What the fuck is his name? Which Dragonfly and Amber guy. Oh, I know. Sign language guy. I don't have a sign. I don't know. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. No, the 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 mute. The mute. Yes. Yes. Anyway, oh god, I feel so bad. He's in a wonderful Excuse me, the guy from season one. What did he do? He that was the mute. You're bum. Du- the dude you're thinking of go, go, go. creates in sign language the name of Horrocks by holding a rock. And it's the guy that Jamie uh, thinks is going to be able to clear him of his murder or accusation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, doesn't matter. All this is not that guy. Oh, Ned? Is it Ned? I think it is something like Ned. Yeah, Let's just go with Ned. He's really good. So it's Ned fucking Gowan. Ned Gowan. Ned Gowan. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's Patterson. the lawyer. No. That's okay. the lawyer. Doesn't Wait, matter. I've totally forgotten what we're talking about. So, in Vengeance is Mine, the subplot is that when Claire is being dragged around by the British Army, she runs into a guy from season one, friend of Jamie's, who had his tongue cut out by the Turks. Yes. Right? Uh, Who who then tells Jamie uh, what is going on. Right. Right? So that's he what we were talking about. Jamie come to the house in, and like help and helps Merton Jamie get her out. Yes. And in the book he dies, and in the show he doesn't. So okay. there's a thing. Maybe he should have. I think it would have been more interesting. Oh boy, Kevin, can I ask you a question? Hit me about the Duke of Severum. Sandringham. <laughs> no, I got it. Go. <laughs> I, it sounds to me like po- it's possible that you didn't enjoy the Duke. The Duke. Quite as much as we did. Do you think that's possibly because you watched the entire show by yourself? You know what? I don't think I enjoyed the Duke, the Duke, as you say. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that it's a human row. Keep going. <laughs> human row. Horks. Uh, human row. No, which is the eggs of a person. We made that joke on our podcast already. Did we? Human <laughs> Sick burn, Fergus. <laughs> no, I I watched every single episode entirely by myself. Yeah, and I think that there's a, an element of you guys viewing it as like an event mm. that you might have celebrated it more. Yeah, because I watched things by myself, I was able to I don't know play a bunch of Sudoku's while like watching things as we do in 2016. And so, I mean, in general. How did you feel about the Duke? <laughs> what a liquid you you put on that. The Duke. He's real good at it. Uh, I think that, I mean, like, I enjoyed his character. I think that he did a great job, but I'll be very honest with you. It was, it was an iPad down moment when they got into that kitchen scene and all of a sudden Jamie showed up. They realized that, like, Birthmark was the guy. When like, shit got real. Yeah. That was, yeah. an, that was an iPad down moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel like but, that's, that's like a whole new, like... But, like, but up and up and oh, down. there's a couple of iPad up down moments. Up and that point, you were just we'll like checking in occasionally. I was, they were on and I was giving them 60% of my attention mm-hmm. uh, throughout. So all of the things that I've said so far, listener, 
they have all been through the lens of 60% of my attention. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure that anyone who's listening can tell the scenes you actually paid attention to. Because you are you were talking a good game about how little you paid attention, and then you have really insightful things to say, so you accidentally are doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, no, everything I do is an accident. Um, but so, so the Duke wasn't your jam, oh. quite to the extent that he was our jam. He, but he's like, I think he, I think he does a really great job, mm-hmm. but I'm not sitting there in a room full of people where he comes on and he just crushes a scene and yeah. in a room of people I could see how yeah. you'd be like oh fuck yeah. that shit's great and in yeah. my eyes I'm sitting there going do I need to turn the volume down because right, my roommate's right, right. in the other room watching actual interesting he's things. also sitting there watching oh, wow. and the dukes wow dude well, you know what? Oh, that actually fuck. shows how ignorant you are about great acting because Ew. this guy destroyed it. Kevin is sitting there and he's watching and, and Simon Cowell does something great and he goes, in those coats? <laughs> I do not know what that means, but sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I No, he does a great job, but to me, they're... The, the iPad down moment of the episode is when all of a sudden the kitchen is full of everybody and uh, and Murtaugh, oh, it's when, it, when it turned into an action movie and not a chamber and piece. And cuts his fucking head uh, uh, off? Yep. <laughs> is it when Murtaugh cuts his fucking no, head off? No, lays his vengeance at her feet. Yeah. Fuck yes, Which Murtaugh. is Moose. Oh, great. Moose for life. All that is great, but no, it's actually before that. I think it's when Mary finally says, I'm not a victim anymore. Mm-hmm. That shit's a great, that's a great moment. Uh, not in the books. And mm-hmm. you know what? That's why books are dumb and TV is better. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's true, though. It's just the intro to her, like, having, like, showing some initiative of her own, which we'll see in the next few episodes. And yes. this seems like a great transition to that episode. Yeah. Unless, mm-hmm. I mean, like, R.I.P. We all Let's know go. what happened. Yeah. Look, Sonny Kello, great. So, that head off, that's great. Head off applied directly. So the next head, episode is called Nobody Gives a Fuck because it's the course corpse punching episode. It's, it's the yeah. Randall Brothers show. Oh, Jesus show. Christ. So yeah, the fucking Randall Brothers show. That fucking... was the most shocking thing I saw on television this year, and I watch a lot of fucking TV. No, and that's Tobias uh, Young Patrick Stewart like doing his fucking, like, that guy just killing it. Also, let's let's raise a glass to that casting director who found like the itty bitty baby version of Tobias because they did look exactly crazy. Also, but great, it's not just a physical resemblance. For the listener, none of those sounds are plastic. We have finished our 40s hours ago. Mm -hmm. They're all glass now. Now we're empirical. Exploring the science of beer. No, and, and it's and it's been, but and this is the whole thing, right? The whole time, like, I mean, I read a lot of sci-fi. I watch a lot of sci-fi shows. Like, the the feeling of inevitability has really built to a to a peak at this point in the show. That there is nothing they can do. That every single decision they they make, and everything they fight to accomplish only serves to create the history that um, already exists that Claire yeah. has that is already in Claire's past can I ask the question because of my own shotgunningness of this series and I everything's a fucking whitewash yeah except for the boobs no, the boobs are all individually. So the boobs come in in episode one. Oh, that's your question. What's your question? <laughs> so, okay, is this the episode where we finally get the what we all have in our guts have felt happen to Fergus? 
But this is where we like fully get. This is what happened to Fergus with Blackjack Randall. Oh no, that was no, way no, back. That, 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 that happened, was in France. happened a while back. But this is the first time we see Blackjack in person. In Scotland, it's, it's the first time it's post. Yeah, like post with. Look at the guy who's never seen an episode no, except the finale. Yeah, yeah, so we him. see Blackjack Randall get the dick stab. And then in the next episode, we see Fergus having nightmares about being Okay, so yeah. this so is, is like three episodes later. But this is the first time we see Blackjack since he got his in dick Scotland. stabbed. In Scotland. In Scotland. Yes. Yeah, so. This yeah. is, so this is the scene in the bar between yes, Claire and Blackjack drunk. slash Claire and Frank slash Claire, everything ever. The whole ever. thing is that Blackjack is willing to provide Claire with intelligence so that she will provide medical help to his brother, which she would do anyway. And like a badass bitch, she's like, no, I won't unless you help me, even though she totally would have. Well, and that's what... I, I'm sorry, I don't want to step on your point, Kevin. I'm going to make a larger point, but this is what I'm talking about, about this feeling of inevitability. Mm-hmm. Inevitability. Is that he provides the intelligence. The intelligence leads to not, right? They because have, they don't do it. Because they, because they, stay, they, stage, well, because they, they the real... try to stage the attack on the birthday party, and uh, Bonnie Prince Douchebag insists on... Him and Irish McIrishman, like, being the ones to lead one wing, one horn of the two-horn fucking attack. And those guys, you get know... Lost. Get lost. Yeah, they get, they get some mud on their uh, shoes, and they just had to go back. And so the whole thing, <laughs> it doesn't work out, right? And it's just... Mud on their patronizing kilts. It's just that, kilts, that, yeah. that Culloden Moore is, is going to happen because it happened. Right. And if it didn't happen... Claire wouldn't know about it and she to tell them about may it. may not have been there. You know right. what? This I have, sad. I, I would okay. like, I'm about to just, for about 30 seconds, go full nerd on you. I just had a realization, oh. which is that Outlander subscribes to the Doctor Who theory of time travel. Yep. Which is that there are fixed points yep. in time that always have to happen the same way, and it's the minor details that change. It's the minor details. The right? stuff that's so not like in Claire the history book. The stuff in the margins is the totally. stuff Claire that we've got control individual over. Lives. Yeah. Claire can make differences in the lives of minor figures, but there's no way Culloden isn't going to happen right. the way that it is. So but Jamie what, could live. So what you're saying is that this show is ripe for a crossover. Oh my god! Do you, I would, oh! You I would give so much money oh to oh, Holy shit! Okay, 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 you guys. Should we talk about 1968? Yeah. Is that a good segue? We're almost done. We're almost done. We need one, like, okay. last little moment because we gotta actually talk about this corpse punching. It's, in on reflection, it is maybe the most affecting moment of the entire season for me. No, I'm, I'm the only one. No, no, I mean, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just, I, I want Tobias Menzies to have a good. Tobias Menzies. To have some good shit to do going forward from this show. And I'm just afraid he's going to be like that fucking Peter Krauss. No. Like, Dude, he's doing? already no, on no, Game no, of Thrones. No, he's, he's doing fine. No, yeah, he's on Game of Thrones. Lots of people are on Game of Thrones. Did you know he's on Game of Thrones? Yeah, I saw that. Of the one episode I saw on Game of Thrones. No, all I mean is... Here's why I'll tell you he won't. Okay. Because of the scene that he has with Claire when she first comes back in 1948 in front of the fireplace. Because he's so good. He's so fucking good. This is what I'm saying, is that I just hope that I get to see that actor. And this is outside the Outlander thing, but... I just hope I get to see opportunities for that actor to, on a, on a large stage, do 
the work that he's capable of doing. That's why he should be the next James Bond. We've already said it. We're moving on. I'm also going to say this. Uh, It will probably not surprise anybody to know that it's likely that we will see some of what happened to Claire in between when she came back. Between when? And when 1968. So between 48 and 68. Yes. Yes. So mm. it's okay. extremely so unlikely. So we're going to Frank, you think? Yes. yes. Right. Uh, don't worry. You're going to see uh, Tobias Mendes in uh, the next Underworld movie. Ooh. Oh, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's Peter Krause no, shit. He's going to be fine. No, he's making that money, but he'll be back on Outlander. Let's all, I, it's let's fairly certain. Cross. Like he, you're right. and, and I feel he's like I said Peter Krause a couple times. I want to be, be queer that I think Tobias Mendes is better than Peter Krause. I also think that he's but, better Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Have you watched Sports Night, bro? I love Sports Night, bro. Let's reel it back in. Sorry, bro. okay, sorry, sorry. So, um, I think that that is a fitting transition, right? Because yeah. we're yes. talking about the uh, the final moments in the episodes before the finale. And let's just summarize the finale that doesn't happen in 1968 real briefly. Um, no, I don't want to go back. No, I don't want to go back. No, I don't want to go back. Fucking. And then she goes back. Yeah, you guys, yes. covered, you guys covered that beautifully. That, right? in the, in you you did, but can I say, is that, a, is that a weird moment, Neil, as a husband? As a non-husband, can I ask you as a husband? Is that a weird moment to say, hey... Let me take your hand, my lover, the one that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with, put it up on a dick rock, full well knowing I'll never see you again. Are you trolling my husband right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, 100% like we want clicks, right? Also, also, knocked up. She knocked up. Well, yes, because he, apparently another thing that fucking Sam No, but that's, Elon, he, wants, he wants the baby to live, so actually, yes. No, right? yeah, but okay, here's the thing I'm not good at. Like, okay, hey, listeners, at one point in time, I had a long-term relationship. I never once measured her, her cycles. Kevin, what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> My question is this. It's a two-parter. Part hold one. On, hold on, hold on, everybody. Two-parter. What's Part one, which is a joke. Do you measure your wife's cycles? No. Part two, <laughs> would you, as a husband, full, I know that there's a lot of moments going into this, but I feel like that moment was incredibly rushed. I feel like that moment wasn't fully earned on both actors' parts. I saw the show, too. You're putting your wife's hand on a dick rock knowing <laughs> you're never going to see that human being again. I think the question is, would you do it? Would you do it? That there is. I was getting there, Janine. I mean, I mean, you took five minutes to open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about this answer, honestly, because to me, that moment feels... I didn't dig the dick rock sex, but I think that moment is totally earned. So I'm curious about what you have to say. Yes, I would. Oh, I just got a little teary. I'm not going to lie. Stunned <laughs> silence in the room. Well, that's because you know what? It's because Neil loves his wife. Oh, yeah. I mean, Julie, by the way, is also a little dusty right now. <laughs> you're clearly, you're clearly, you're making the right choice. Janine right? is pretending like he's not crying. He totally is. Uh, it's fine. You're, you're doing the, the best thing for your family, which I totally get. But you're also saying, at any given moment, at this moment, we could Kevin, desert and Kevin, nobody would know. Kevin, you want to, you want to talk about 1968, don't you? Here we go, 1968. Guys, how hot are Gilly's red tights in 1968? <laughs> so, real briefly, extremely briefly, because we've already at length gone on about the. The virtues of Tobias Menzies and the and the driver, our motorist, 
right? Mm. Dr. Dr. Dre, you forgot about Dre. I'm sorry, I did, (laughs) once again, forgot about Dre. So, um, uh, so our first excursion into the future, right, is uh, in the first episode of season two, when Frank basically says, like, hey, um, I know that you think at least that you married another dude in the past and I know you're wearing a very accurate corset. you guys. We have so much shit to cover in 1968. Nah, this is real brief. Can we just talk about that? He's very good. Can we make it five questions? Five questions. Can we do it? Five questions. These are only five questions and we can only say these five answers. Five questions. Can we tear anything down? Just real quick. One thought about the, the only episode that we spend in 1948 which is Claire and the Motorist. Mm-hmm. And then Frank. And mm-hmm. uh, Reverend Wakefield. I mean, it, again, it's... Okay, so here's my thought about that episode, about that 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 little mini arc, is that, again, Tobias Menza's just fucking killing it. Killing it left, right, down the middle, wherever it is, it's dead because he's there. And he's ready for it. <laughs> um, I, I and I told Julie this at the time. I didn't actually love the moment where it looked like he was going to get violent with her. Where they tried to do this whole like, oh, there's a little blackjack Randall and Frank moment. I didn't love that moment because I don't. It's more interesting to me. If Frank is completely his own person, played by the same actor, then if then the opposite. And that, so that whole thing where he looked like he was going to hit her or whatever, I didn't love that at all because I mm. didn't hadn't had that sense from that character. I didn't have that sense afterwards from that character. It was that one little moment. Did you see that episode in season one where he beats the shit out of somebody and almost kills him? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. Was it in the first half of season one? It was the I, last I, episode in the first half of season one. Because I, I watched that shit live, so that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I, maybe so I, I totally agree. I think, and actually, the show does a better. What job. I'm saying is, it pulled me out of what was a fucking awesome scene between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It pulled me out of it. Okay. No, because I felt I, like they were manipulating me into like, oh, I see blackjack in Frank. So Kevin differs. Hardcore disagree. I am Team Frank. All the way. To me, Frank is the most tragic figure in the entire series. Truth. And I am just unbelievably saddened by any bad shit that happens to Frank. Yeah. I can understand why. Because there is that moment of dark in in everybody. And I love the fact that... Okay, yeah, in the pilot episode, they they tie them into... Just based off look alone... But I love that and they come back in this in this 1948 version of Frank, who spent three years looking tirelessly looking for his wife. Yeah. That when there's a hint of it and something goes wrong, he just snaps that to me. It worked for you. Oh, 100 percent worked for me because everyone thinks that she just ran off some other dude. And he has to cling to the fact that after they spent a war apart. Oh, I like it. I like it that that he was certain that she hadn't run off to another dude. He was was a thousand. Despite the crazy circumstances that she's telling him. The core of it, what you're saying is the core of it is that she, she did, did that she did end up with another dude. Yeah. And she's pregnant by that dude when they failed to get pregnant. Yeah, she together. didn't run off All to another dude. Yeah. She ended up with another dude. And yeah. since 
she left, he's confirmed that he can't have children. Right. But also clearly loves her. And here is the difference. There, it's uh, the Claire Frank relationship in the books is complicated. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I like most about the adaptation is that Frank in that episode is more far more sympathetic than Frank in the books. And it makes sense that he's angry and he's angrier in the books, but that he recognizes that like she's been through a trauma. She's obviously physically unwell because she's malnourished and Mm -hmm. shit. Right. And she's pregnant and she's terrified. And best case scenario, she's insane. Worst case scenario, she actually legitimately traveled in time and now is emotionally wrecked. Yeah. Right. They're like, there's no happy ending. And the fact that he, Instead of, like, forcing her off to America, which is kind of what happens in the books, he sort of refuses to give her a divorce. Mm -hmm. And then she, because she doesn't have any fucking willpower, just acquiesces to it. On the show, it's like, he says, listen, I don't care that it was somebody else. I want to raise this child. I love you. I think maybe eventually we'll be able to find a way back together. Mm -hmm. Come with me. And then he burns her fucking corset in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And, like... God, he's just so fucking good. He but you is, have to, really you good. have to, you have to, the, burning the corset was an absolute, I wanted it to be really clear. It was an absolute necessity scene for me of signifying that, listen, what you have done in your past, you've done, but we have to start anew. Otherwise yeah. this will never work. And yeah. I loved it. I think Kevin just turned Neil around on that episode. I'm, I am a hardcore uh, team no, Frank. I, no, not because because <laughs> no. All, all, all I I'm think Neil. Is, I think Neil is probably team Frank as well. Well, well then my my reaction is still like the reaction I had in the moment. Right, my I had I hadn't seen the violent Frank stuff that you're talking about from season one for a long for since it aired. It's very brief, and and so my reaction that I had to this to the moment I'm talking about is the reaction I had. Now, I absolutely appreciate, but I totally appreciate what Kevin is saying, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to write it. I I still feel like, it still feels like to me, like they were trying, I still believe that the the television show, Outlander, was trying to say, there's a little Black Jack and Frank. But there is. I know, but it felt a little pushed, especially after his such subtle work in the scene before because he was so dropped in and so like listening to her and so I mean I understand being angry it did feel a little melodramatic I have a question is he the most robbed of the Outlander cast who didn't get an Emmy nomination yes Tobias Menzies yes he should have had an Emmy nomination hold on hold on I I just want to say because before we linger on this too much just because the show we're running a little long on the episode Everybody loves it, don't you? Is there? I mean, do you guys? Would you? Would this be a good time for a lightning round for you guys to just ask us questions? Do you have about what we think about 1968? We'll get there, but real, but but and but but actual answer to the question I just asked. Okay, is is he the most robbed of the people who didn't get Emmy nominations? Uh, I don't pay attention to the Emmys, but so I'll say yes. So uh, none of them got Emmy nominations. Nobody did. None of the actors. None did. of the actors did, he's, including guest actors. So that includes Simon Cowell. He's awfully good. Look, she's really good yeah. too. I assume she was going to get one just because of Faith. But he's awfully goddamn good. What about you? What do you think? Uh, okay, so I I don't fully know the rules off the top of my head, but I feel like he's in like just enough episodes where he doesn't qualify as a guest actor anymore. 
And I think oh, that... Oh, he would be supporting. When he was nominated for a Gold Globe, he, he, it was supporting. He would be supporting, yeah. right? Because it's like, I think it was like one too many episodes that he was in to, to disqualify him from being a guest actor. But he is, in my opinion, by far the best actor in so this. So no doubt. Is no yes. doubt. I think cool. he's the best I, actor. I, I think All right. in either category, he should have been nominated. So, 1968. Okay. So we get a real brief flash in the middle of the season where we see tiny child Brianna. <laughs> right? At the library looking the, at birds. The worst color-corrected scene I've ever seen. Okay, <laughs> I didn't notice that, but I'm going to trust you on it. Then, 1968. So we meet adult Roger, who we meet in season one as a tiny child. As the baby in Reverend Wakefield's house. Yes. We're back in Reverend then, Wakefield's house. Then we meet... Different from Gilf? Also solid beard game. Yeah, good beard. Yeah, yeah. solid beard. Closer to your beard. Yeah, actually closer okay, to your beard. But I'm going for Gilf, man. Everybody fawned over that dude, and, they, and Claire herself even said, like, a oh, good figure. I didn't see it. Oh, I would. Um, no, he's an attractive man, but I'm not looking at him and that like turtleneck being like, that's Kevin, a good figure. Kevin, choose your battles. <laughs> I will die on this hill, sir. I will die right now. Yeah, hey, but man. I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't fuck him no matter what. Would you fuck him, Julie? Yes. Yeah, I'd hey, fuck him look, too. No, attractive, you know, but Kevin, not great. Kevin, oh, let, me, I thought let, he was let me tell you this. This is, just, this is my perspective on this. Is I have been with the same woman for... Um, Almost come, 20 years. Come this November, 20 years. Congratulations. <laughs> oh God, and I've, somebody kill me, Billy. And, and I've had this conversation a million times of like, is that dude hot? <laughs> like, and, and I'm 50% surprised by the answer. 50% of the time I'm surprised by the answer. <laughs> so what, I, what I'm saying is like the chances that you and I like can nail down what is and is not hot for uh, cisgendered uh, members of the opposite sex is... Uh, you know, not great odds. So, Julie, is that dude hot? Yeah. Yeah, he's real hot. Here's what it is. Also a good actor. Does a very fine job. Well, he, frankly, and we talked about this in our podcast. Frankly. Frankly. <laughs> can I get it? He acts rings around the girl that cast as Brianna. 100%, yeah. yes. Yes. But I yeah. hope she's better next season. Uh, I mean, anyway. it's, it's like Claire and Jamie in reverse. No, right? no. She's worse than Jamie. Maybe. So, here's what's great about the guy that plays him. He looks really good, but he's kind of like a normal dude, but kind of mm. like just a little bit high guy. But then he's so attentive mm-hmm. and such a good listener, and mm-hmm. he makes hilarious jokes, and he does... It's just everything... The rat satire. The rat satire is a panty dropper. The rat satire, for sure. Panty dropper. In my opinion and uh, view and what I've fucking lived through... Minority. <laughs> Not the case. Like, not the case. I, I thought that he was a great actor. I think he I think he absolutely acted rings around Brianna. Is that her name? Yeah, Brianna. Brianna. She's not Listen, Brianna. Redhead, he acted rings around Redhead. Uh, but I was just kind of like, I think that you could have found a lot more attractive men to do exactly what no, that no, guy no. did. No, it's perfect. No. It's perfect because he he's not Jamie. Shut up, Janine. You can't ever have <laughs> Jamie again. No, you, you don't need another James. All right, whatever. Talk. Uh, ask us lightning round questions. Go. All right, fine. All right, that's fine. Lightning round, that's fine. So I'm going to aim this particular question at Kevin, although it's obviously for both of you and for Julie and Janine as well, because now we're in the episode Janine is seen, right? Yes. So let's spend for let's spend just a minute talking about Galus Duncan, aka Jillian Eggers. Kevin, what do you think about old Galus? Okay. 
So I was beyond excited to see her come back. Uh, red I, tights first. Oh boy, those red tights. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, they were great, but also that they actually gave her some sort of an arc besides those red tights of where she was, what she wanted with the, the Scottish Revolution, what she really thought about the BPD, um, although it was wrong. Jumping ahead to the end of the episode, it was insane to see her burn a man alive to just go back through some dick stones. That that was insane to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an iPad down moment. Um, <laughs> but I, I very much was excited to see her come back, to see her challenge Brianna. Br- Brianna, that, that's her yeah, name, right? Yeah. To challenge young, young Jamie, it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like a really great tete-a-tete between those two, but I was really happy to see her go full crazy into her spiral back to go back in time. Mm-hmm. Neil, Neil. what do you think? Um, I generally agree with everything that Kevin said. Having gone back and to watch the second part of season one. Oh, had you not seen The Devil's Mark until today? I hadn't today? seen The Devil's Mark. I oh, hadn't seen The Witch Trial and all that maybe stuff. Maybe my favorite episode of the season today. So watching all that stuff after all this stuff kind of reinforced the feeling that I'm pretty sure she would vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> Like, and I come from that, I come at that from a place of like, there are people who are good people who would do that because they have crazy ideas about the world, despite being good people. And I kind of just think she's an asshole. (laughs) I kind of just think she's a, a real asshole. And and nothing about 1968 like changes that. I mean, she no, she, she burns says, her depressed husband alive as a sacrifice so that she could go back in time to try to somehow help Prince Charlie like succeed in the Jacobite Revolution. She's an extremely selfish human being. She's like, there's no doubt about it. Sucks. No, she sucks. She's an interesting character. But it was as great. As a human being, she's awful. Yeah. As somebody that has like watched all of this series, it was just really great to see her again. <laughs> we you screamed out loud. Neil, I, had you left by that point when we were watching? Well, I was, I was there. You were there. And you reacted, and I went like, why? Yeah. Well, because <laughs> no. you didn't know. I, didn't know. I was so happy to see her again, but then when I saw what happened with her 1968 husband... And then I pieced that together with what happened with her Scottish husband. I was like, oh, no, she's a fucking serial killer. (laughs) Okay. She's a selfish woman, like, out for her own shit. And then she serial killers are fascinating. But she also, and this goes into season one territory, but she also saves Claire's life. She does. And and that's why I said that there are good people that are going to vote for Donald Trump. I think it's because she thinks Claire is there to help the cause. She knows that Claire is not there to help the cause. All right, it is totally makes Scotland uh, great again. But she knows that Claire is not because she knows Claire came back by accident. But she is totally makes Scotland great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yikes. Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, Lottie Verbeek, who um, all 
also killed it on season two of Agent Carter. If you haven't seen Agent Carter, she's, she's she, so good. She on could that. not be more oh, different. She plays Mrs. like a Jarvis human for fucking ever ray of light, like a human d- cupcake. She's the best. It's great. R.I.P. Agent Carter. Yeah. Me, who knows? Maybe we'll come back on our both. Anyway, okay. Other 1968 stuff. So we're not into Brianna. We have mixed feelings about just the introduction into 1968 was great. Because so, okay. The Avengers. Hey, hey listener. Yeah. Here's the thing that you should know about me. So, uh, as a, as a fame whore per Allison Shoemaker, <laughs> I started watching the series. She gave me her stars account. Sorry, stars. And, um, Yeah, I'm so sorry. You're going to get arrested for this. Can't wait. Uh, So I watched the first episode and I went, what? I think I'm wrong. I'm I'm watching the wrong series right now because this is not in the Highlands of Scotland. (laughs) And I was very confused. And so uh, to jump forward into 1968, this episode also is very jarring and that they are showing you black and white TV from the Avengers, like Neil pointed out. Mm. It very much punches you in the face with we are no longer where we should be because the last episode leads leads you off to think, hey, all right, cool. We're yeah. going to see the Battle of Culloden. Yeah. The bio that Stars gives the episode leads you to think, hey, I'm going to watch the Battle of Culloden. And you don't. You start off in 1968. And this episode is predominantly 1968. Well, that's one of the things I love about it. Because they stop. We stop knowing what happens in Scotland when Claire leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, they open with television. Yeah. Which is something that is not a thing where Claire is from. Yeah. Right, Claire's from what the, the fucking... And we said this already, but when we were watching that episode, it took Julie like a full 30 seconds to realize it was Claire. That mm-hmm. foxy piece of ass. <laughs> Old Claire. By the by, I think is probably the sexiest Claire. This has been Dude Lander. <laughs> Guys, this is Dude Lander. Call in right now if you have a differing opinion even, on how sexy even, Claire even is. Even though with her fake-ass hair and, and her minimal makeup and her minimal age-up makeup, like, you still think this is, like, sexiest Claire? I was... I'm sorry, Claire clearly takes great care of her skin. She's no, a doctor. No, no, so th- this is... I was beyond the moon enthralled with that Claire. I thought that Claire, I was like, all right, listen, Claire, beautiful woman, even in Scotland where she can't wash her hands after she poops, she doesn't have a tampon. I get it. I don't know what any of that means. I was like, okay, like, she's like, she's beautiful then. Okay. All right. So she I, comes in and she's 1968. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, yeah. I, I don't know what any of that was. And either. I'm reeling it in because we're going to wrap up with the scale. Unless right. you've got like a, uh, like a. Real insight you need to offer about Claire's uh, pooping and down over Dick Rocks is dumb. Kevin disagrees for some reason. Rogers, I think no, Rogers I, amazing. Roger's amazing. That's <laughs> that's my big point. Fuck you. No, Roger's the a, only episode Janine is Roger's a great Roger. actor. He's a great actor, but I don't think they cast the most physically attractive person for their you role. You are so <laughs> heterosexual. Yes, male. they did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Okay. Uh, so we, you, you've both listened, listeners at home. You oh presumably God, I'm have so listened. I'm so nervous. Before. I'm so nervous. You don't need to be. Nah, man. Guys, I've never even okay, thought about no, this I until know, I did it. Plan okay. In advance. Okay. Okay. We th- so we have three scales. I love this part of the show so much. So this so is season two, all of season two in your dude tiny yep. walnut. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> oh. yep. All right, so let's. Truth. Truth. Let's start right. with the costume scale. 
And I know that's harder for Kevin, but I think he can get on there. It's okay. You watch movies and television, you know what's up. On a scale of, so we're incorporating Scotland in 1968. Let's Plus, say, uh, dudes and, uh, on a scale of mm, modern era Doctor Doctor Who. Yeah, we're talking about all of season two. Yes. yes. Okay. Modern era Doctor Who, Doctor Who post Eccleston. God, I don't even know. Okay. All right. It's hard. The fuck does that even Billy mean? Piper, Billy Piper years. I don't, I don't think we know what that means. It means it must take the beach. Oh, so sad. I, I was trying to come up with something that would involve time travel. Okay. All right, let's do something else. Let's All say right. on a scale of uh, time travel episodes of Star Trek. Oh, that should be the higher one. Never mind. On a scale of Wishbone. Okay. Neil <laughs> is too old for Wishbone, but I think he I'm knows what it means. It. I'm just roll with it. <laughs> to, to all of the time travel episodes of Star Trek's The Next Generation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where does season two of Outlander fall on that scale? Star Trek The Next Generation is the high the high they scale. But remember, like you guys remember. Oh, the holodeck ones. Holodeck. Yeah, all the holodeck yes. shit. Yeah. You remember, you don't actually have to use either one no, of them. No, no, you no. say okay. whatever. You just say okay. So where does it fall? Costumes. Okay. Um, oh boy, I'm gonna say this is gonna fall in like season six of Quantum Leap. Oh, sweet! All right, what about you? I'm going to oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm gonna go with damn it, I got a new answer. I'm gonna go with uh, I believe uh, uh, the Martin fly? Lawrence film Black. I don't know, I have no basis for this. All right, so no, no, the, the only correct answer is Time Bandits. Time Bandits! Oh! Is the only correct answer. Our Costumes are great, and their Time Bandits great. Time yeah. Bandits. Okay, okay. Don't and touch it, it's evil. It's a very appropriate week in which to say that. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, our next scale is the boating scale. Mm. Season For two. season two. Season two. season two. So we're going to go... Uh, Julie, do you have a suggestion? You want to pick the low point? For the low point, we're going to go... Uh, what's the movie with... The David Lynch movie with the tractor? Uh, the Straight Story. Straight Story. Yep. All right. So that is a G-rated David Lynch movie. And I'm... It is for, legit G-rated. No, tra- no for doubt. For the high... Richard Farnsworth on a tractor across the United States. Got nominated for an Oscar for that and then died. For the high... I'm going to go straight... The scene in Fear where Reese Witherspoon gets finger banged on a roller coaster. Oh, fuck. Where does it fall on that oh, scale? That's I am... I'm going to go... Man. Hey, listener, here's a thing you should know about me. I'm going to go with MacGruber because there are sex scenes in MacGruber, but they're not at all what you want them to be. All right, Neil, what about yes. you? No, I, no. Classic MacGruber. Yeah, Kevin Lambert for life. Classic MacGruber. Classic MacGruber. That's great. All right, so the last scale is the most important scale, which that's is awesome. This, that's really great. So the last scale is the most important scale, which in, in uh, season two as a whole. How often are you willing to get up and get another beer? And this scale for the two of you will be skewed because Kevin's actual scale is when do I look up from my iPad? Yeah. <laughs> but We'll go ahead and uh, you both provide your own. So your scale is actually the iPad scale. Yours is still beer. All right. So on a scale of, I'm going to bring back a classic. Julie, are you okay if I repeat something? Of course. On a scale of K 
Ken Burns Civil War mm-hmm. to Ken Burns Baseball. <laughs> I have no idea which is the that's highest a, That's a really, really narrow no scale. <laughs> Ken, Ken Burns Baseball is the high. We'll change that's it. That's the high? Yes. <laughs> Ken Burns Baseball is I think you gotta flip that. <laughs> no, Ken Burns. In the sixth inning? It's great. No. no, I'll flip it. So we'll say on a scale of, we'll just make it more broad. Okay. PBS documentary. That's okay. fine. That was fine. You're cool. To, um, mm, how about speed? I do speed all the time, but I'm happy to repeat it. That's fine. Uh, ba- baseball, baseball with the Civil War is fine. Um, no, we're sticking with Ken Burns to speed. PBS documentary to the movie Speed. Oh, okay. PBS right. documentary low, the movie Speed high. Which oh, is, I'm sorry. Which that is should be obvious. Ken which Burns is, is still PBS. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that Ken Burns directed Speed. I would watch the shit out of a Ken I Burns directed watch that Speed. Because I would, I would get to hear some amazing voiceover work. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, I'm going to say because I did occasionally feel fine like walking away to go get a drink but not a lot um I'm gonna say the Matrix 2 Ooh! <laughs> but right. not the Matrix 1 because Matrix 1 you never leave no, no Matrix 1 you're into it yeah, yeah. Matrix 2 you're like right. I can't and Matrix 3 you're like where's the cat I gotta go <laughs> God, I feel like that was a little harsh no you're being honest so on a scale from a PBS iPod, documentary, iPad down to iPad up. Okay, from from the scale. Of, no, the scale is uh, scale is. I have no idea what's happening because Sudoku is more interesting. To iPad down. That's low to high for Kevin. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so I'm still gonna use a movie reference. Hit That's it. Fine. I'm gonna go. Okay, on the scale of iPad down. To like that iPad down is that's insane. iPad up, I don't really care. I'm gonna go Expendables one. Oh, because there are moments, there are legit moments where you put that iPad down and you go, my God, they are doing great things storytelling wise. They're doing great things acting wise. This is great. This is gripping. I love it. But there are especially in the France half moments where you're just like, I can put this iPad in my face. And just listen to a great gripping podcast like uh, Podlander Drunkcast. <laughs> and they'll fill in all of the blanks for me. Unless they're on iTunes and you can't get the first few episodes. I'm fixing that. <laughs> am, I, am I crazy or do we just give the same answer? Uh, we gave the you exact kind of gave same, the same answer. answer. Right. Expendables right. 1 and Matrix 2 are kind you of... You know, but I feel like great I, was, I, I, I do feel like I was harsh because there, there are so many moments I really do love. In season two of this show, but that's but that's the point of the thing, right? Like, yeah. To say like there are great moments, but there are some shit. I felt like I was yeah. generous because Expendables one has Dolph Lundgren in it. I don't know. Maybe I should say Kindergarten Cop or something. Right. This kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop is so many awesome. Great moments. No, Kindergarten Cop is balls to the wall. It's, no, I would never. I would awesome. never have an iPad in my face during Kindergarten Cop. But at the same time, it's ridiculous. I'm it really back awesome. in right now. So, this has been Dude Blander. Mm. I thought it was great. Julie, did you think it was great? Oh, it's pretty good. Gene, do you think it was great? I really enjoyed this. Uh, Kevin and Neil. Are apparently they're disagreeing they're about whether or not like they should do a bit. base to third base signaling each other. They really yeah. doesn't matter. I want to thank them both for being here, though. 
Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> hey. They'll be back when we do season one. Uh, and yeah, Kevin, don't worry, you're fine. Um, because mostly just because I want to talk to you more about Gayless Duncan. And uh, I'm so glad that they were here. If you're listening and you think, man, this was really fun, please write us a review. Cheers to people who have written reviews since the last time we talked about how lovely those reviews are. Yes, thank you. Yeah, like every time, seriously, we just send emails about how great it is. The person who sent us a Facebook message about how great the show is thanks to you like it really makes our day so um please keep listening please tell your friends we're gonna be back in october so we're taking september off and we'll be back doing season one in october episode by episode just like we have at the end of it we'll do an awards Mm -hmm. and then we'll do a dude lander maybe two we'll see um before we start season Possibly three, with all new if you have shit that you want us to talk about in season one, let us know. Um, we'll do it because we think that you all six of you are great. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. And this is Kevin and Neil. Sing me a song oh, of a last that is gone. And this is Janine. No, let it go. Let Janine say hello. Janine has a fan base. Come on, Janine. I said hello. Let them hear the song. Let's go. Oh! <laughs> so she sailed on a We'll see you. And now fade out, Janine. Here's where you'll fade out.